This is the Kingdom Link Podcast. Wherever you are, whatever your age, no matter your calling, we invite you to join the Kingdom Link. Now let's get connected with a brand new podcast. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to our Kingdom Link Podcast. We're really honored that you've chosen to join with us again today. Today we are so blessed and we're honored. We're going to be continuing our series on Kingdom Strategies. This is our fourth episode. Uh, the past episodes have been through Ephesus and Smyrna and Pergamum. Today we're going to be covering Thyatara and how to reclaim authority. But man, today we are so excited and honored because we have a wonderful guest with us. Dad, why don't you go ahead and introduce our guest with us today? Thank you, D. Uh, it's great to be here Uh on this podcast, and we have been in revival at MPC uh, for the last uh, few weeks and had tremendous services there with uh, evangelist Brent Vinson. And uh, Brother Vinson, it is so good to have you with us. We have enjoyed your ministry. Uh, Pastors, man, you need to have this guy. Yeah. You need to have this guy. Mm. Uh, And has been such a blessing to us. And so we ask him to come in and, and sit with us as we talk about uh, kingdom strategies, in particular Thyatara. And so, Brother Vincent, welcome. We're glad to have you oh, yes. on Kingdom Link. Such an honor to be here. Thank you guys for having me. Thank Absolutely. You. Thank, you. Thank you. We appreciate it. Remember, Kingdom Link is a <coughs> podcast uh, where uh, leadership only matters if it's passed on. <laughs> and so we want to continue to pass on uh, leadership connection between generations. Um, I'm, we'll just put it out there. I'm 61. He's David, the old guy. <laughs> I'm the old guy. David, you are? I'm 24. 24, Brother Vincent. 30, 30, 30 years old. So we really got a cross spectrum here today, uh, Kingdom Link, and we are looking forward to our discussion. Thyatira. Thyatira. Mm-hmm. That, that, yeah, that's an interesting thing, just rolls off your tongue. Thyatira. <laughs> yeah. You yeah. know, um, uh, we talked about Pergamon, which is in the King James pronounced Pergamus, but in the original Greek it is Pergamum. And then you got these others, Ephesus and, and Smyrna, Smyrna and, Philadelphia. and Philadelphia, and you got a lot of that. But Thyatira, Thyatira, yeah, it's that's a, you know, it sounds like a uh, blue collar word. You know? <laughs> it sounds like a blue collar word. Uh, we've learned that Ephesus had a problem with spiritual intimacy. They were busy, and their romance with the Lord was cold and dead. Uh, They did spiritual things, uh, but their first love was absent. So overcomers need to get their first love back, then do ministry. Yes. Then we talked about the letter in Smyrna, uh, and Smyrna taught us about suffering and uh, severe suffering, not just barely, you know, getting a hangnail and feeling like I'm going to quit living for God. Uh, but uh, overcomers rediscover the faithfulness of the Lord, and that is he can help us overcome suffering because he is the Lord that is supplies our every need because he's faithful. He's faithful. Pergamum was, a faith, uh, was faithful in some areas but compromised in others. Jesus reminds them and us that he has the sharp sword with two edges, Yes. That means he has absolute authority. Uh, we learned from Pergamon that if we overcome compromise and idolatry, we will find that hidden manna 
Praise God. We will receive a new name and a new identity. Now we open up the letter to the church in a town called Thyatira. It's the fourth on the list. So let's not forget this. Jesus Christ is in this letter the central figure. Matter of fact, he's the central figure of the book of Revelation. It is not called the Revelation of John. It's called the Revelation of Jesus Christ for a reason. So he's the head and this is his church, mm-hmm. and all power and authority is given to him to judge, rule, and lead. And so um, when we we talk about the letters, there are three things that are consistent in every letter, and that is, number one, we will find the presentation or revelation of Jesus Christ to that church. We will find that he diagnoses a problem or a potential problem that that church is facing. And number three, he gives us a promise that if we'll hear the Spirit, what the Spirit is saying to us, obey and overcome, then we can be victorious. And that's the whole point of this this kingdom series. Right, right. And so if you've been following this series, what we'd like to do is kind of give you some contextual background to what's going on in these cities. You know, that's what's really been opening my mind in these stories. So Thyatara, let's talk about a little bit of the city and the culture. So the three previous churches were on or near the coast, all right? So the church letter route takes us inland. This is the first church and the first city that's taken us further inland. Yes. So it's actually 35 miles down the road from Pergamum. Again, if you understand how the letters were written, it was written like a mail carrier would yeah. deliver the postage. It's, it's kind of like this is a delivery route that you looks, yeah. it looks kind of like a exactly. horseshoe when, when you're following them. Exactly. So history doesn't tell us a whole lot about what's going on, but... Ancient writers rarely even talked about it. So right. it's kind of difficult to find some some stuff about this place. There's not a lot of context. Right. About so it. Uh, it really was kind of not that important of a city. Okay. You know, uh, we are past cities and past places. There were mountains, mm-hmm. beautiful palaces, there were libraries, mm-hmm. places of education, the melting pot, you know, such great things. You know, there was temples to Caesar. You know, Ephesus had the mountains and the sea. Smyrna was the port city. And Pergamum had the high hills. Well, now Thyatira, we're in the flat plains. Yeah, we're in we're in like the farming. It was more than just a flat plain town. It was a plain. Yeah, town exactly. Yeah, it was a uh, had a military outpost guarded the uh, capital city of Pergamum from the east, and so the fortified outpost became a thriving trade town after Rome conquered the area. Mm-hmm. So it was a Mecca after Rome kind of inserted itself into the area. It was known as a blue-collar town. Yeah, we, we were just talking about this before yeah. we started recording, is that, you know, you're, for us uh, country folk that are from the country, the word Thyatira sounds like a a blue-collar name. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it sounds like, you know, this is, this is a blue-collar town. Yeah, so this was the working-class people. It was tradesmen, craftsmen. Stuff way back when, right? Yeah, so yes. you're talking about putting together wool, bronze, leather, pottery. There were tanners, all that kind of old stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. One of the main industries was the dyeing of fabric, connecting a fabric, dyeing yeah. mainly the colors of crimson and purple. Yes. Okay. So in Acts 16, uh, the Apostle Paul and his missionary companions encountered some women praying at the river outside of the Philippi where they met a businesswoman named Lydia. Okay, that, we all that know that story. Everybody should be familiar <clears throat> yeah. with Right, she was Lydia the seller was. of purple from right. the city Thyatara. 
Okay, this was one of the first places we see that, Thyatara. She received the gospel from Paul and was baptized in all of her household. Mm-hmm. She was from Thyatara, Lydia was. You know, a lot of a lot of uh, scholars believe that the, uh, that Lydia was very instrumental in building and and starting this church in the city of Thyatara. Mm-hmm. But no doubt she had cuz she was a very wealthy woman. Yep. She would have connections on, um, you know, with with these workers because she was, a, 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 you know, an industry in the industry herself, right? And so, going back to Thyatira, understanding that it's a blue collar town, you know, most of us we have jobs. We know what it's like to work a job. You yeah. have you have your quotas. You have strict standards that you'd have to live by. You would have all of these rules for your personal life. Mm-hmm. Thyatira even had rules for their religious life. Each uh, guild or craft or union, un- yeah, yeah, each union, union basically, yeah. that's a good term for it, had their own god attached to it. Mm-hmm. You know, you could scatter some stones, and that's how many gods Rome would have. But they would they would hire you, and they would protect you. Yeah. You know, it was, like you said, it was a union. It was a group of people. But if you ever crossed them, you got kicked out. Yeah. Well, uh, Brother Vincent, I'll get your input here before we go to the next segment yep. on, on this, but... When you study Thyatira, it was a like you. I would consider like the old unions back in the day oh, yeah. here in America, where it was more of a mob, yeah, a mobster mentality than just uh, you know we're all working to get along, and get a paycheck. Yeah, there was a lot of control. It seemed like maybe that yes. was the idea behind it. Just Absolutely, a lot of dictatorship, a lot of control, mm. moving pieces, and as long as you followed protocol, yep, you were good. You're good. No right. issue. At the moment you step out of line, you, you know, have issues. You know what that sounds like to me? Yeah. <laughs> sounds like the world that we're in. It sounds a is lot that, like is the world that, we're uh, in right you now. Know, unless you... Uh, unless you align with our standard and yeah. our our way of doing things, yep. you're, you're not, you're not going to fall in line. You're not going to get a job. Yeah, you're not going to get a job. Yes. You're not going to be able to take care of your family. Well, that's what's so interesting is because they say, you know, as long as you do what we say, we'll protect you. But the second you don't, we're going to yep. be the thing you want protection from. Yep. Yes. Oh, man. And it's just like the world today. You know, they say they that they're this all-inclusive, all-accepting, mm. but the moment you slightly disagree with them, they no longer accept. They no longer are that group right. of love. I right. say that with quotation they, they're really something that you want well, to shy I, away from. <laughs> here's what I see in our culture related to Thyatira is that Thyatira in our culture today has this mantra of acceptance, yep. tolerance, but when tolerance becomes the control, yeah. it mm-hmm. becomes tyranny. Yeah. It's right. not it's not just that, you know, we want you to tolerate us. But now it's like if you do not accept us yes. and condone what we're doing, you know, even though it would be anti-Christ, uh, we're still going to go after yep. you. We're going to yep. we're going to get you. That's a mobster mentality. Oh, yes, it is. Right. Right. Yes, it is. And in Thyatira, it was riddled with pagan temples, mm-hmm. right? So. <laughs> Kind of like you walk into a small town, you see churches kind of just scattered about. <laughs> you walk into Thyatira and you see pagan temples scattered about. Yeah, and so they worship. Literally, again, you guys know they worship anything and everything. They had a sun god. Uh, I'm not even going to try Tyrannos. Sure, Tyrannus. Okay, Tyrannus. So it's a tyrant. You know, I've always I've always had this thought about 
uh, Greek mythology and the gods that they created, they formed in different areas that would that would cover the uh, different places of life, like you had said, with the different guilds, the different unions and mm-hmm. craftsmanships and the different places they worked. I almost wonder, uh, and I've always just had this thought about Greek mythology, the gods that were produced, if they were just not produced out of the anxieties and the imaginations mm-hmm. of man in the areas where we know that we lack. Let's just mm-hmm. make a god that can be the escape from that anxiety. Yeah. Right. Instead of moving to the monotheistic idea of the God that we serve, let's just make multiple gods of mm-hmm. the different areas that we know mm-hmm. we lack and we struggle. And it's the same thing that has followed us into today. Absolutely. We've got gods in so many different avenues and channels. Yeah. And it's the same culture that even Thyatira had. We've so we created God to yes. match our need. Exactly. Right. Born yeah. out of the anxieties yeah. and imaginations of well, man. I agree with that 100%. You know, the hot topic that's been going on the past few weeks or months is uh, Thomas Jefferson. People are now finding out about some shady stuff that's been in his past. Well, if you look back into Thomas Jefferson, he did not truly believe in the deity of Jesus Christ. Yeah, he was a he was a deist. Right. I believe it was. But and he so didn't he, believe in So Je- he wrote his own Bible where he took out everything that Jesus performed miracles and Whoa, he I didn't know that. He uh made it to where <clears throat> every time it would reference Jesus as being God, he took that out. And so they call it the Jefferson Bible. So that really ties into what wow. the Romans would do. If yep. there was something they didn't agree with, wow. they yep. would take it out and insert yep. whatever they wanted to agree with their lifestyle. Well, that's there's a, I believe that there's a, there's a Bible that's been produced. I haven't ever actually seen I really don't want to see it but produced for the LGBT movement mm-hmm. where they either, uh, if it's the transgender movement, they they remove pronouns mm-hmm. specifically identifying yeah. he or she yeah. and replace it with uh, plural pronouns. Exactly. And yeah. then also uh, where different characters in the Bible actually have relationships with the same sex to yeah. push that agenda, that storyline mm-hmm. to help them and they're God that they're producing. Exactly. Exactly. And I saw that in, in the dumbest thing of it all, they call it the Queen James Bible. Good Lord. That's what that's what they went with. <laughs> I saw that. All right. Oh, so, wow. so so back to Thyatara, right? Yes. They they have they have their sun god, and the Greeks called this one Apollo. Yeah. Okay. Right. So the god of music and the sun, who was the main god and trade guilds, you know, he was kind of like the main confidant of the gods right there. Mm-hmm. And if you go back to what they believe Apollo was, it was the son of Zeus. If I may go back to where we're talking about Zeus and we're talking about the Greek uh, mythological gods, there's something that is very consistent, whether you go to Egypt or whether you go to Greece or you go to Rome or you go to uh, a lot of these other places, there are always three primary deities present. Mm -hmm. And that is one that is like, the father. Yeah. Right. There is one that is like the son. Yep. And then there is a mother or a, a goddess, yep. a seductive uh, goddess that, that, so the, they have, it is known as the pagan trinity yep. mm-hmm. uh, that, 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 you know, that Constantine mirrored. Yes. He, he mirrored Christianity, uh, a trinity off of that model. Well, that's all Satan can do. He yeah, can't create, so then he has, it, to, has imitate to imitate and pervert. Well, and, and, and so when Rome wanted to embrace Christianity, because mm-hmm. they saw that they were fighting a losing battle, yep. is that they polluted it with the same pagan trinity. So these pagan worshipers say, oh, it's the same thing yep. like the Greeks 
It's the same it thing. It was a simpler like, transfer. It was, and so, yeah. yep. but anyway, so you got Apollo here. Right, you have Apollo. That's who the son of? Worship as the son of God. I say that yeah, in quotations, of, as son the of son Zeus. of Zeus. Yeah. But another one, another temple in Thyatira, right? You said there's the first one, and that was uh, Tyrannomos, and then there's uh, Apollo. Well, then there is the prophetess, the temple there's, in Thyatira. There's that the prophetess, Sam Beth, or Sam Beth, however mm-hmm. you want to say it. Yeah. This is what I found very interesting is that some suppose this represented where Jezebel uttered her idolatrous teaching and manipulated the worshipers. Mm. Now we're going to talk about her yeah. a little bit later. Yes, we are. So 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 like you said there's a big movement going on the idolatry around Thyatira. Commerce and trade work was attached to the worship of Apollo. The yes. guilds, the unions, yes. the workers. If you didn't worship this god, you might have a hard time finding a job. Mm. That's yeah. The pressure it's of Pergamon. So similar. So, sim- yeah. so similar. Well, it, 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 and when you see the the trait, the, the root that the letters go from Ephesus, Ephesus has been compared to New York City. Yep. It was a big uh, port city. The melting uh, pot. The melting pot. Yeah. Smyrna was a big port city. And Pergamon would be compared to Washington D.C. Yep. So you've got these big towns mm-hmm. that that the first three letters are written to, and the fourth one goes into a smaller community. Yep. And when you begin to study all these cities, they're not cookie cutter. Right. So God is speaking to big town churches. He's speaking to small town churches. He's speaking to different situational and political problems, climates, political climates, worship climates, yes. diverse climates. And the point, the, the point to me that is, there's even one, uh, which I think is Sardis, where the Lord said, you have a church where Satan's seed is. Mm-hmm. You know, we think, well, we can only have a church in the Bible Belt. We can only have a church in a big town, little town, many, whatever the preconceived idea. But Jesus is saying, I don't care where you are, you can have a church in the middle of the most corrupt, yes, you pagan can. preaching, yep. pagan living mm-hmm. uh, society. Yes, Absolutely. So like we said, Apollo was for commerce and trade. And uh, if you couldn't worship him, you couldn't hardly find a job. Yep. So the pressure of Pergamum was in the area of politics, like you were saying. Mm-hmm. It was the Washington, D.C. It was the political climate yes. of their time. The spiritual attack against the Church of Thyatira was economical. All right. Yes. It was it was money. It was communal. It was their community. It was it was those types of things, mm-hmm. and it was basically saying, "Fit in with us. Believe like us. Be who we are. Do what we say. Participate in the practices we do, or we'll make it hard for make you hard to for survive you to have a and to live." Yeah. Mm. And you know the battle of these churches, and even and even in Thyatira, when you begin to look, the Lord addresses these outside pagan forces to some degree, but the real problem is always within. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. they had to, the Lord never said, okay, this place is going to change and then y'all will be a great church. No, he said, you've got a problem and the way you fix it is you do X, Y, Z to do that. Yeah. Yeah. Let's talk about the presentation and the revelation that, that begins there. Brother Vincent, will you read Revelation 2 and 18 for us? Sure. Um, and unto the angel of the church in Thyatira write... These things saith the Son of God, who hath his eyes like unto a flame of fire, and his feet are like fine brass. All right, so he's identifying himself as the Son of God. Mm-hmm. 
Wherever we see the phrase, the son of man, it is in reference to Jesus in his humanity. Mm -hmm. But wherever you see the phrase, son of God, it is referencing his deity. deity. Which really quick, that's where, like you said, this is the revelation of who he is. That's the first Mm -hmm. part of the three Mm -hmm. parts that Jesus does in these writings to the church. However, that pits him up immediately against Apollos. Sure does. He's saying yep. they say they worship the Son of God, but yes, I am the, I am, I am the Son of God. I am the Son of God. Yeah, and God always confronts mm-hmm. paganism head yep. on. Right, our our self deities. Yes, mm-hmm. because I think today the biggest the, the biggest lie that the enemy is selling this generation is that we have created the worship of self. Yeah, right. Oh yes, we have created the worship of self. The Babylon Soup uh, group. As I like to call them, uh, the Babylon Soup Group. If you look at it, it's all about me. Yeah, it's about self. But um, when you when you see this this church, Thyatira, um, you know, just something to 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 look at. This is a small town, but it's also the smallest church yeah. of the seven churches. And uh, all these letters are written to the angel. The word is the angel of the church of whatever, and that refers to the pastor, the elder, or the messenger of the church. So the revelation of Jesus Christ to Thyatira is powerful. As as you know, David mentioned is that he is showing that, no, Apollo, you say that you're the son of God, uh-uh. Yep. And he has eyes like a flame of fire and feet like brass. So he's saying, as the son of God, all power is yes. in his hand. Yep. It's a distinction of eyes like fire and feet like brass. Remind us of the Hebrew reader when they would read Daniel and his description of the ancient of days. That's the same description yep. is that his eyes are like fire and his feet like brass. So what is he really saying? Jesus is saying, I am the ancient of days. Mm-hmm. Not to me, that's mind blowing. Yeah. Yeah. Because that just reaffirms the deity yes. and monotheistic view of who Jesus really was. Yep. Eyes like fire means he sees everything. They try to hide, he sees it. Nothing is hidden from him. Feet like brass. Brass in scripture is always depicting of judgment. Mm. And so he says, I will judge. Yep. I will judge. And, and and we don't have to judge the paganism of today or we'll get to to Jezebel here in a little bit, uh, but he said, I will judge. Yeah. I see, mm-hmm. you know, there are certain spirits that try to hide. Jezebel's one of them. Yeah. Loves to hide. Loves to hide, but wants attention, mm-hmm. but loves to hide yep. behind supposed righteousness. Yeah. But he receives, re- reveals himself as God because all power and authority is in his hand. He reveals himself as having eyes like fire because he is about to expose a demonic force that is at work. Mm-hmm. He reveals himself as having feet like burning bronze because he's about to pronounce judgment yes. on this church. Yep. So that takes us into the very next verse, 2.19. says, I know thy works in charity and service and faith and thy patience and thy works. Okay, so he says the works twice. Mm-hmm. That's important because, you know, you guys are doing the work. You yeah. guys are working yeah. hard. And the last to be more than the first. Okay, so you're doing everything like I've told you to do, right? Yeah. He's he's 
putting you know patting the back of the church. You guys yeah. are doing all right. Uh-huh. Well, it, it, what he's saying to them in this verse is that he's reading off their core values yeah. of their church. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what leadership tells us we need to do. Yeah. We need to make sure we know what our core values are. Well, right. here's your core values. Right. Yeah. So your core values, they're charity, they're service. It's faith and patience, right? Mm-hmm. You guys are doing that. You guys are doing great. Uh, 2 Corinthians 1 and 6 says, And whether we be afflicted, it is for your consolation and salvation, which is effectual in the enduring of the same sufferings that we also suffer, or whether we be comforted. It is your it is for your consolation and salvation. Well, if you look at this list... This looks like a church that everybody would want to model. Yep. I was thinking the same thing. The charity, the service, the faith, yeah. the patience. It's, Man. It's a model church. It's a yeah. model church. Yes. They're, they're generous. You want to go preach it. Yeah. yeah. They're, they're <laughs> generous. Book me for revival. <laughs> <laughs> Book me for revival. Put them oh, down. <laughs> yeah. so, so the Lord is just commending them left and right. And, mm-hmm. and, and you ever have a, I don't know how your mother was, or your dad was, or your pastor, but for me is that, um, you know, you, you hear this tongue lashing coming that is, man, you're doing this, you're doing this, and you're just waiting for the oh, conjunction. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's it's that compliment <laughs> sandwich. Yeah. I'm going to tell you something nice, yep. but there's going to be a but in the middle of it. I'll end it with something nice to make you feel better. but the, I think the reaffirming, it, it's healthy. It is healthy to a certain extent. Mm-hmm. Uh, to reaffirm the places where we are correct, the places that we are doing mm-hmm. sufficiently, um, and I, I. But I, I mean, I I agree the same way that my parents did, the same way a pastor would do. You're going down this list of all the good, yeah, and you just got this burning inside <laughs> of you like it's about to come. Uh-huh. I'm about to get hit with this. <laughs> well, I also think that he does that affirming to let us know. Hey, I love you. Yes, yes. And, and quite frankly, if you look at a lot of the churches in the early stage, in the early, uh, in the Bible, if you look at like Corinth and the church at Corinth, they can never get in in the Assemblies of Lord Jesus Christ or <laughs> UPC or well, WPF or the like XYZ. Is that if the Bible was being written today, the American church would be getting a letter. Oh, yes, it Ooh, would. Don't you know? Lord, it. have mercy. And so <laughs> we like to think that we're better or beyond, but... To the angel of the church of the USA. Exactly. <laughs> mm. oh, exactly. Lord. Man, that'd yes. be a long book. <laughs> it'd be, yeah, it'd be a book. It wouldn't be a letter. Well, that's exactly right. I think that that's why we have all seven of them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. They only needed one letter. We need all of them. Yeah, right. We do. That's it's, exactly right. Because it's hitting every yes, it every is. stage of a church. Mm-hmm. Every, yes, it is. That's what these letters are doing. It's just like, like the Lord. And I know a lot of people use these letters as... Uh, a benchmark for dispensation. Yes. Mm-hmm. And, and, and and I'm okay with that if that's what people want to do. But I think it really is the Lord saying, all right, this is for all y'all. Yeah. That's, oh, yeah. that's a good Texas term. This all is y'all. for all y'all. Yeah. <laughs> we say that in Tennessee too. It's okay. All y'all. All y'all. All right. Mom and in and all y'all. All, yeah. 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 <laughs> well, and this gets us. Okay. So that was the revelation. That was the. Mm-hmm. Uh, the talk of revelation of who Jesus Christ is. So that takes us to the next part. This is where the conjunction this is. This is where the conjunction, there's right. a comma. Yeah. There's a but. but. Yes. Yep. And now we're standing, but that's that's a but. That's, that's, the, that's, that's the, the word but, but right there. Yep. In and, the conjunction. And this is where we really wanted to talk with you, Brother Vincent, because we love uh, to get your input on this. So Revelations 2 and 20. Notwithstanding, that's basically the but. I have a few things against thee. Because thou sufferest that woman Jezebel, 
which calls herself a prophetess, to teach and seduce my servants to commit fornication mm-hmm. and to eat things mm. sacrificed unto idols. And we've talked, we've mentioned it a few times, yep. that there's two spirits at work in yes. the world right now, and that's Jezebel and perversion. Yes, 100%. And this is what this verse is talking about. Exactly. Yeah. It's, yep. t- it's revealing to that, you know. Um, it's as if the Lord said, man, y'all are good. You got it going on. Yep. You got great organization. You got great presentation. Mm-hmm. You have a lot of good stuff. But when he got to his nevertheless or notwithstanding, then he says, in my mind, and and I just preached a message about the conjunction, but yep. is that whatever follows that conjunction erases what Ooh. is said before. Mm-hmm. My Lord. Whenever you say, you know, this takes precedence over this takes what, over what was just said. So that's that's grammatically the way yeah. that it, it English, that it structures like it's that. Uh, you know, I love so and so, but but he is a sorry <laughs> rascal. Okay, then that what second, you really meant? Yes, yeah. what that, you really meant was that he's a sorry rascal. So Jesus <laughs> is like setting him up, and then he says, "Nevertheless, notwithstanding." Yeah. This is your real issue. You, you guys are a model church. You've got love. You've got yep. patience. You've got yep. works. You're doing a great yep. job everywhere else, but you're allowing Jezebel to teach Sunday school. See, I think mm. exactly. <laughs> exactly. I think, I think with with a, a lot of the American church, because I can only really speak of the American church mm-hmm. and the, 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 the places that I know, is that we laud people and we applaud people for all their, you know, their charity, yep. their giving, oh yeah, their good works. How many people are they feeding? How many people they're doing? You know, a lot of of kind things and doing services and the humanities. And Jesus said, "Yeah, that's really good." Yeah, but here's your issue. Yep. Well, so I want to ask you, Brother Vincent. Not just because I would say the churches you've—I hope that's not the case. The churches you've been to have dealt with <laughs> uh, this, but you get to see more of the American church yes. than me and my dad do because we're here in Medora. Mm-hmm. How hard is the impact of Jezebel in the American church today? Um, to be honest, as an evangelist, we wouldn't want to say that we encounter that because mm-hmm. we want to believe that every church is, is positive. Right, every absolutely. Is good. Mm-hmm. Reality, um, on a large percentage of our ministry, we encounter that spirit. Um, it is entertained yes. is the problem. Mm. It is, uh, it, it's, it's almost like it is tolerated. Like we've said, well, this is what Jesus That's said. Exactly mm-hmm. what he's You suffer, you, are, you tolerate, you're tolerating it. Yes. And, and the, the strongest thing that I've, I've encountered uh, when I've seen or I've noticed that spirit, the only way to fight that is to confront it. Yes. You have to confront yes. it. There's sure. no ifs, ands, or buts. Because if it's not confronted, uh, it will choke out revival in a church in a yeah. heartbeat. Because mm-hmm. if the revival does not align with Jezebel's uh, priorities or her agendas, mm-hmm. it will lock the spirit down in the church in a heartbeat. I, I, I see that. And one, one thing I think that is happening in the American church is that we celebrate numbers. Yeah, exactly. We do. And numbers can still happen and there'll be a Jezebel spirit yes. in there. You know, I, the, I believe that may have even happened in Thyatira, that they yeah, were winning exactly. the, the, the church exactly. was growing, yes. but you're still suffering Jezebel. You're and still, so because yes. of that, what you're winning 
is not producing anything. No. Mm. You think it is. My, my. But your quality is suffering. Yes. Quantity is increasing, but your quality is lacking. That's but it. what Jezebel is after is destroying disciples. Yes. That's exactly 100%. right. And Jezebel doesn't care how many people you baptize, yep. how many people that, mm. that you can say receive the Holy Ghost. But what Jezebel wants is when you look at the etymology of the of the word Jezebel, it is Phoenician in origin and specifically means unhusband. Mm. Now, a man can operate in the, under the influence of the Jezebel yes, spirit right. as well as a woman, but it means unhusband or without dwelling or habitation. It means uncovered. Yep, right. There's no submission to authority. It is unsubmitted to authority, Lord. and that can happen on any level with any gender. Mm-hmm. And so, to me, the Jezebel spirit sometimes gets celebrated because it's got all these things like Thyatira. Hey, you've got these core values. You're doing a great job. Yes. But they've never sat down and heard, but you're tolerating Jezebel. Right. Yep. 100%. Well, and I think a lot of times we can, again, as the American church, and if I'm out of line, correct me, especially Brother Vincent, you've seen more of the American church than I have. But like what Jesus is saying to Thyatira, if Jezebel is getting people to the church and bringing those people Mm -hmm. in— well, then the church leaders might look past yeah. her narcissism, oh, yeah. exactly. look past her exactly. hard-to-get-along-with attitude yeah. because, hey, she brought five people with yes. her to church. She has, she ha- the spirit of Jezebel has a lot to offer the mechanics of a church, mm-hmm. the mechanics of being kingdom-minded because mm-hmm. Jezebel was kingdom-minded for her own kingdom. Her own. And, and wouldn't you say that's the seduction of Jezebel? It is the seduction mm-hmm. of Jezebel. Is that it's... it's the growth, it is the you know the the well, it's the numbers like it's you were numbers, saying. It's yeah. all the carnality mm-hmm. of the heavenly kingdom. Yes. It, it's the what what's going on in the flesh. Yep, mm-hmm. it's the works works that are being fleshly. It's it's the numbers that we're just so after. You know, the but entertain- it's none of the the entertainment quality. of Jezebel is I, I truly believe uh, stems from her successes mm-hmm. as exactly. she is successful. Uh, she is entertained more, and she uh, later on down the road, after she has built up so much success, is when her authority steps in, and she has power because mm-hmm. of her successes and its its prolonged entertainment. That is so dangerous. It, it is. is very dangerous. It's so dangerous because I see this in the American church and in, among the churches that we fellowship is that people are applauded. Oh yes, who are as deep narcissistic yes. as you can ever be, you 100%. know, as a person can ever be. Uh, if we go to, I want to lay this foundation here as well, is that when we talk, when we say Jezebel, we go back to a real person mm-hmm. that gives to us the model of what a spirit looks like, what that spirit looks like. Cause and in the old Testament with as well. Yes. In the old Testament, there was a real Jezebel, um, her father's name was Ethabal, a high priest of Baal, and uh, murdered the king of Tyre and took over his throne. So, okay, that's her dad. Yep. Her father made an alliance with the king of Israel, so Jezebel entered into an unholy relationship with Ahab because they wanted to bring them together as an alliance. Yes. Mm-hmm. She didn't get to pick her husband. Her dad picked her husband for it. 
and no doubt, no doubt that Jezebel could have felt rejected or controlled by her father, controlled by her mother. And to me, I think this is the foundation of a Jezebel spirit is, is that I have a, is there a a parent wound and usually a dad wound because it's about authority. Well, and one thing that I believe is that the seed that starts manipulation comes from someone who was hurt because they felt like they had no control. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and so That's then good. when they yeah. grow up, they say, "Well, because my dad said I couldn't do this, my mom said yeah. I couldn't do this. Well, I'm going to start telling other people what they can and cannot do." Yep, mm. yep, mm. man, it grows. It does. And so when you look at Jezebel, she comes from a priest. Her dad was a priest of Baal. Yep, Baal's just as the worship of Baal is just as pagan and and debased as any of these Absolutely. that is going on in these churches. And so, so Jezebel. Slaughtered and scattered the prophets of the Lord, First Kings eighteen thirteen, and uh, but the thing about Jezebel is that Jezebel usually and normally doesn't operate without Ahab. Yep, my Lord, there's well, she a needs whole someone bucket right there. Backing them up. Well, let's unpack that bucket. Oh Lord, have mercy. <laughs> let's unpack that bucket. We're here. Oh well, if if we're gonna get real with it, I I will I will say as an evangelist, uh, we've been we've been doing this for three years and. Uh, it take it's taken a lot of study, a lot of time of understanding and and seeing how church operates, how mm-hmm. leadership operates. Jezebel is not always in the pew. Sometimes Jezebel is in the pulpit, mm. Ooh. and it is dangerous. Mm-hmm. That that would be it's heavy. double duty dangerous. It is heavy. Yes, um, but that spirit will attach itself to whomever is willing to entertain it. Yeah, mm-hmm. whoever is willing to be power hungry and mm-hmm. to manipulate others for their agenda and their purposes that is such an abuse of power it is an abuse mm-hmm. of power it's it's a manipulation and it's even worse when the church plays the ahab right yep and the the, the leadership wait, is the wait. Jezebel. That, you need yeah. to say that again because somebody's listening right now and they're going to walk right by i have that. i have felt the holy ghost a couple of times since we've been talking Sometimes Jezebel is in the pulpit, and it's unfortunate that the church plays the Ahab. Mm. And Ahab is the enabler. Ahab is the enabler. Well, and we've seen that so many times because as a saint, you want to see your leadership success. Yes, right. You want to see your... I love it when I see my pastor go up and preach in conferences. Oh, I love it when I see my pastor having success. And so I do want to back that. Yeah. But whenever it gets to the point where I don't know what's going on on the inside of that person, mm-hmm. I don't see the heart of it. Mm-hmm. And then that speaks on the Jezebel side of, well, it appears that God is promoting what I'm doing yep. mm-hmm. because I see this success. Well, I see uh, this number, so God yes. must accept it. It must be okay. When really your heart's all out of whack. Absolutely. And, and I've seen exactly what you're talking about. Where a pastor is popular. Yes. A pastor has charisma. And he is a manic, uh, selfish narcissist. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. He comes across as being a polished politician, really slick. And so his church buys into that. Yeah. Like, we're the best. We, we you know, they'll, they'll do something and then say, can't nobody do it like us. Oh, yeah. Right. Can't nobody have a church like us. And here, let us tell you hoi polloi, you little bitty nobodies and nothing's what, what you ought to do. Well, that's the way that Jezebel operates is oh, that yeah. Jezebel mm-hmm. sets herself up as a spiritual teacher yeah, to take authority and say, okay, let me set you straight. Yes. 
Well, in Ahab, the Bible says in 1 Kings 21, 25 through 26, it says, but there was none like Ahab, which did sell himself mm. to work wickedness in the sight of the Lord, whom Jezebel, his wife, stirred up. That's the connection and relationship. Ahab empowers Jezebel, and Jezebel satisfies Ahab. Yep. Well, and, and if you watch it, it almost gets to the point where it appears that Ahab begins to then worship Jezebel mm, because uh, he yeah. is so behind that. Yeah. yeah. He is so for it. Whatever you hear is all going the bragging on. in the church over mm-hmm. certain individuals. Yep. Exactly. Lord have mercy. Well, in, in, in Ahab's situation, he was getting something mm-hmm. out of that relationship. Oh, right. Yes. And that's what happens in an Ahab. If it if it is reversed and, and you've got uh, a, a wife that is the Ahab spirit and a Jezebel is in the man, there is something that is that, that they're getting. The church is getting something from that Jezebel. Uh, if it is like you're saying, it's an Ahab uh, empowerment situation yep. because they like the notoriety. Jezebel yes. spirit brings notoriety. Yes. Yes, it does. It does. Well, then I have this question for you, Brother Vincent. You said sometimes that Jezebel is the one behind the pulpit. If we are to confront Jezebel, mm. then how do we do that? I I like to think uh, the story of Naboth and his vineyard. Mm-hmm. Jezebel never had a problem with Naboth's vineyard until it started growing up on her kingdom and started growing right into next, yeah. right mm-hmm. next to. And when you look up yeah. that scripture and you you begin to dig into it, it literally translates into talking about how that vineyard grabbed a hold to the side of that kingdom mm-hmm. and started growing up mm-hmm. and started growing into. Mm-hmm. And when it started stepping in, that yeah. was when she started showing her face. Yes, She started revealing. Mm-hmm. And uh, when, when it comes to those types of situations, I feel like the only way to confront it, number one, you've got to be spiritual about it. You've got right. to, you've got mm-hmm. to have the prayer behind it. Um, but but I also, it is a very, uh, it, when it's in authority, when it's in that position, we encountered it not that long ago uh, in, in ministry. It uh, we, we hit a wall, and I had prayed, and I had sought the Lord on trying to figure out how, how do you deal with this because the church wants to break free. I can mm-hmm. feel it. The church mm-hmm. is hungry. The church wants that, that liberty in the Holy Ghost. And it's the authority sometimes that that says we'll go so far, mm-hmm. but then we're going to stop. Mm-hmm. The only way to do that, I felt the Lord show me, was that you you have to bring out specifically in Scripture about that spirit. Yep. You've got to preach on Jezebel mm-hmm. to well, fight and, Jezebel. And you have to you preach. have to identify it exactly. Right. It has and to you be have identified. To well, that's what. Jesus does in this letter when he identifies. Same he thing. says, "You right. suffer, you tolerate that woman yes. Jezebel." And this is interesting, which calls herself a prophetess mm. to teach and to seduce, to yep. teach and to seduce my servants to commit fornication and to eat things sacrificed to idols. Now, Jezebel, when somebody is operating under the effect of a Jezebel spirit, it is a direct result of a demonic force, mm. either possession or oppression. Either that spirit comes on the person or it is Within the possessing yep. them. Mm-hmm. And it is a demonic thing. And here's the Jezebel effect. And this goes into what you just said yep. a little while ago. And I want to dig around this for a while mm-hmm. yep. with you yep. guys. Absolutely. The Jezebel effect is self-promotion and self-positioning. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. She called herself. I. This is a pet peeve of mine. 
Mm. I was raised in a home of a prophet yep. who never called himself a prophet. Yeah. You shouldn't right. have to. He never, never did. To. There was never a promotion of come to miracles, signs and wonders and healings. Yeah. They just happened. I've watched it. I've watched cancers go right off of people's neck, legs that grew out stronger. I watched, I watched as my raised. brother died drowned and was dead for an hour and a half wow. and my dad prayed him back to life i've watched that but the problem is today is that people are so intoxicated yes. on social media with self-promotion oh yes would to god we would quit oh yeah i've actually said in our church and when we've we've had a mighty move of god we've had different things i said don't go post this oh yeah do not post this. Mm-hmm. Let, let, this is the glory that we're going to give to God from our own hearts, and we're not going right. to. We're not going to. You know, I, I, I'm not trying to say don't post how many got the Holy Ghost, don't baptize. That 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 could be giving glory to God, but but when it comes to self promotion, I am prophet so and so. I am this so and so. Watch out. Yes. Watch right. out. Yes. Well, and one thing that stood out to me as you were reading Revelation 2 and 21, it's talking about Jezebel. It says, he's just got done saying, all your works are really good. Yeah. Like you were saying, you know, your outreach is really good. Your music department's great. You know, all of these things. But then that thou sufferest that woman, Jezebel, they don't know they're suffering. Mm-mm. And so mm. what that's They don't know in, that they're tolerating her. They don't know that. And so what that demonstrated to me is the the drug addict. Yeah. Yeah. So I've been seeing it so much now, especially in our community, but that they'll take those drugs, mm-hmm. but then you watch it. Their flesh will start to eat away. Yeah, deteriorate. Yeah. And, and it will literally rot. Their yeah. hands and their feet will be rotting. And their they teeth. don't feel it because yeah. they're on those drugs, Yeah, but they're yeah. rotting away. Oh, yeah. Well, that's what's going on in Thyatara. That's what's happening in Pentecost right now. Yeah, is that yeah we we don't feel it because we we've got the it. high on the drug. Yep. We got the high mm-hmm. on our production. We've got the high on our music. That as long as the economy like you were saying. under Jezebel is operating appropriately and and even increasing, mm-hmm. the kingdom as long as the kingdom seems to be moving forward with Jezebel in power, nobody's going to notice it. Mm-hmm. Nobody's going to confront it. But it's when it's when that that right minister, that right bishop, that right pastor steps into that role and realizes there's something at work here. Yes, mm-hmm. there's something at work that is trying to destroy revival in my church. Yes, trying to hinder souls from right. coming into my church yes. and taking that that holy boldness and that backbone. I've mm-hmm. been praying here lately in prayer. God, give give pastors right now, give them a backbone Amen. like they have mm-hmm. not ever had Amen. before. Amen. Because there is a Jezebel just about in every church. Mm. Uh, it, well, it I, I believe, I believe oh, yeah. that that spirit is actually you know trying to work whether on whatever level that is. Yes, uh, I'm going to share with you uh, both. Uh, I think David is he knows this story, but in the '90s, my dad pastored uh, a church in Arkansas. And uh, he was sitting in his recliner one day praying. And they lived in a house that had like nine-foot ceilings, pretty high ceilings, maybe maybe even been 10-foot. It was a real high ceiling. And he said an angel showed up and while he was praying. Mm-hmm. And he said that angel extended from the floor to the ceiling. He said he was a big being. And uh, uh, the angel bent down and, got on one knee, and so when he did, he was looking my dad in the eye, 
And this is the message the angel had. And angels are messengers. That's yep. that's what yep. their role is. And the and the angel said this would have been in the nineties. Said the church is addicted to style. Mm. Good lord. And the Lord is not pleased. My mama. On a lighter note, this was the nineties. That was pretty bad style. That's <laughs> <laughs> Lord have mercy. Oh, way to go, David. Yeah. Yes, thank you, thank you. Appreciate that. So lighter very much. note. Oh, uh, but but the thing of it is, is that we are enamored by style. We are uh, absolutely the style of the today. church, the yep. style of the of the staging, the style of everything. Right. And I'm not against the staging, but when we make style more important, exactly, than the the presence of God and truth. Then all of a sudden, Jezebel steps in, yep. and it says, yep. "Look at what we're doing." Yes, it looks like growth. It looks like. Well, see, that's that's where I have. I don't have so much of a problem, I guess, with social media. Uh, I, I believe that if uh, if Paul was alive today, oh, absolutely, I believe that he would be using. Absolutely, it. he would. He would use whatever outlet he could. But that self promotion you were talking about, if we really are having revival, if we are having a move of God. At our church, um, I probably won't have to post about it. No, nope. it will make itself known. Yep. Um, I I have literally been in this. This I promise this isn't a swing at anything. But but I have uh, been to churches where their social media plasters that they are having the greatest moves of God that yeah. history has ever recorded. Almost. Mm. Wow. And we get there to preach, and it is dead. Mm. Mm. And it's because of the style that they are trying to promote. Yes. But then you get there and there's no spiritual atmosphere. Mm. There's no spiritual atmosphere. Mm. You know, uh, going back to Jezebel calling herself a prophetess, to my knowledge, this is the only place, I may be wrong, but to my knowledge, this is the only place that somebody self-promotes themselves as a Mm. prophet. Wow. Other people call them that. Yeah. But when somebody is self-promoting and they say you've got to call me this and you got to call me nope. that, that then they're being called by their gift yep. and and also which which you know I could go down my my beliefs about the fivefold ministry. Uh, I'll just throw this in here for food for thought. Is that a lot of people look at the fivefold ministry as offices? I believe it's gifts. Yeah, it, it says gifts. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. So gifts are different than offices. Right. In the early church, there was only. The only offices that I find mentioned in the church is bishop, elder, shepherd, deacon. Yep. Those are are the offices, and but God uses the fivefold ministry yep. to help lead that spiritually. Yes, and so, but that's just just. And by the that's way, good. shepherd is the same thing as pastor. That's good. All right, so Jezebel, what? Let's right. get, let's talk about right. her a little bit. Right. So going back, she. It's all about self-promotion. Yeah. Right? So she's uh, one of those who demand to be called for the gift or the office. Mm-hmm. She's teaching, and she's imparting knowledge. That's dangerous. Right. That's mm-hmm. why. I, yeah. Oh, exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. She's literally, She's. that's what we were talking about this whole time. She craves influence. Yes. She has to feel needed. Yeah. Yes. Yep. But this is one thing that stood out to me. She's seducing servants. It's just like you said earlier. She goes after the disciples. Yeah. She goes after those who are green as grass yeah. right now because they're the ones that are yes. just now converted. Win them over. Exactly. Win them. Yep. Exactly. Here, let yep. me help you. Yes. <laughs> yep. 
And so then uh, Jesus said, she seduced my servants to commit fornication. Mm-hmm. So that's that's a whole mess of ugliness to unfold there. So it's perversion. Again, mm-hmm. Jezebel perversion. They're tied together. They and that word together. fornication, is, it speaks of every illicit perversion. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Every illicit perversion. All right. And then she eats things that have been sacrificed to idols. That's the next thing. She's a cook. Right. <laughs> she's, she's the chef. Mm-hmm. In a church, she's the chef. Wow. She prepares. She's setting the agenda. Man. She's setting the the plan. And a lot of times what I've seen them do, they'll attach themselves to the pastor Yep. so that they can have the voice in the pastor's ear. Yep. Right. And they come across as spiritual and super spiritual until you say, no more. Yep. Well, and in that spirit, how I've always understood submission, especially in growing up in, I get the honor of growing up in a pastor's household and a minister's household is that I was taught submission early on in my life is that it's almost like a, a line that works well is there's God, then there's mm-hmm. your pastor, then mm-hmm. there's the father of the household, the mother and the children. Yes. Mm-hmm. Jezebel wants to exclude herself from that and put it on the outside. Yes. But how God set it up is that all of the anointing, all of the power, and all of the blessings flow in that order. Yes. So since she's out of that, she doesn't get the true blessings, but then she wants to create her own line. Her own flow. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Mm. And then she wants disciples underneath her mm. to pervert. And it's exactly how we've talked about how Satan works, is that he takes what was exactly ordained by God, pure and holy and right. Mm-hmm. He can't create his own, so he just flips that mm-hmm. and then tries to replicate. I will say that is that is the biggest red flag. What both of, both of you guys have talked about the biggest red flag as an evangelist when you walk into a church, especially if I've not even preached there yet, mm-hmm. and somebody comes up to me and begins to list all of their accomplishments, yep. and begins to tell me about their yep. prayer life. And what spirits they've encountered, yeah. uh-huh. how many demons they've cast out. <laughs> I look at them and I, I tell my, I'll, I'll be kind to Watch. them. I'm like, you know, blessed. But I, I, in my mind, I'm saying you are probably the biggest spiritual problem in this church. Yeah. I don't even have to ask yeah. the pastor who the problem is. No. <laughs> I've already found you. Well, already and, found you. And what you just said is so apparent. Jezebel will make herself yes, known. Yes, she will. But it, that's the seduction. That's the, the seduction. Well, to the spiritually mature, you can mark it. Yeah, but to the Producing spiritual own infant, flow. yeah, to the spiritual infant, to those who are just now born, born again, the new babes in Christ, mm-hmm. they see that and they're like, "Wow, yeah, they're are amazing." You serious? By it. They are, are you serious. Yeah, I'll follow well, that. The, the 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 problem with Jezebel too is that she's a a very good or he that spirit creates a very good teacher. Yeah. Oh yes. Skilled. Yes, very skilled. Very skilled, and, Very, and that's why seductiveness is is the skilled teaching. The word right? word craftsman. Very, Very much. Very word. And and I think it's very important to be aware of that. Author Stephen Sampson said it like this, quote, when you're dealing with a Jezebel spirit, perversion of some kind is always present. Whether it involves idolatry, extreme manipulation, perverted sex, or hatred of authority. Ooh. Mm. Ooh. Unquote. Mm. Man, that's good. It's always, they work together. Can I have a copy of that? Yes, sir. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, there you go. <laughs> well, it goes exactly with what you were saying earlier in the, the Bible, is that the moment Jezebel 
was faced was when the other kingdom came in. Yeah, yeah. And the vineyard started to crawl and step in on yep. her kingdom. Came into her territory. Exactly. Yeah. Then she started to make herself known. That's where the hatred yeah. of authority comes when, in. It when does. the evangelist goes into a church and we... If if we are tuned in, and I'm even including myself in that, if we've if we've prayed up, if we fasted up, if we have dedicated ourselves for that church, we've picked up the burden yes. for that church. Yes, mm-hmm. we're not just going to throw sermons around to make right. quick money, but we are going in to do a work. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. And you go in, and you're tapped in, and you start stepping into that territory. It mm-hmm. will reveal itself it will. every time, and you'll fight it. But eventually, what's going to happen is. That, that authority that you're walking in is going to start pushing that back. Yep. And they may leave. Well, here, here's something I want to address directly about, about yourself and others that are under this model, is that you constantly refer to your pastor. Yes. You constantly refer mm-hmm. to yes. the fact that you're submitted to your pastor. Yes. You, nobody guesses no. whether you've got a pastor or not. Thank God and so my pastor. <laughs> when, when you are under authority then you're in alignment yes. to be able to plug into a church. Yep. But if you bring the Jezebel spirit with you, oh yes. It just, you know, these people kind of get connected because th- that that pride issue, right. oh, yes. that unsubmitted part. Yep. Well, and so dangerous. Like what you were talking about, it reminds me of when Timothy was dealing with problems within the church. Mm-hmm. He was dealing with people and it was women who were teaching false doctrine. Mhm. Mm-hmm. Well, Paul had to write and mm-hmm. say, I sent Timothy to you. Mm-hmm. So Timothy has it on my authority, and I have my authority through Christ yep. to deal with this. Mm, right. Yes. And so just like what you were saying, Dad, about Brother Vincent, since he is connected to a pastor and he is submitted through God, then God can send his yes. disciples, his people, his evangelists to those churches that Otherwise, wouldn't have that ability to yeah. face that Jezebel, good. especially yeah. if it was behind the pulpit. Absolutely, you know, talking about the perversion and, and talks about that they allowed Jezebel spirit and they allowed the fornications then to follow. Jude talks about this in uh, seven and eight of of Jude. Even as Sodom and Gomorrah and the cities about them, in like manner, giving themselves over to fornication, and going after strange flesh are set forth for an example, suffering the vengeance of eternal fire. Likewise, also these filthy dreamers defile the flesh, despise dominion, that's Jezebel, and speak evil of dignities. Wow. When I hear somebody running down their pastor, running down authority, or running down a leader of uh, organization mm-hmm. or even the president of the United States. There's an authority issue. Mm-hmm. There is an authority. And, you know, uh, we have a president right now that's real easy to make fun of. <laughs> he, 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 that's he, been he the does. Case for- yeah. but, but, but get this God set him in place. Yes. That's exactly right. And I quit making fun of him. Yeah. When it come to my mind, you know, okay, God, you set him in place. Yes. I'm going to pray for the guy. I don't mean that I'll... I have I, to pray I, a couple extra prayers. But. <laughs> yes, yes. But the spirit of Jezebel is looking at, looking to attach itself with somebody who's unsubmitted. Yep. It seeks control through manipulation, domination, intimidation, and that spirit seeks illegitimate form of preeminence. They seek that power. They seek that... I have a... I, 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 
I'm honored to serve in our organization. I'm honored to mm-hmm. do that. But I'm going to tell you what, if, if, and I've prayed, Lord, if you'll let me, I'll not run this year. I just soon not. Yeah. I yeah. don't want it. I, I because uh, I, I, I think promotion comes from the Holy ghost and I have way too much other stuff to do to get involved in the politics of power hungry, preeminent hungry. You know, if I don't get elected, then, you know, you don't like me. Uh, but that's a whole nother story. Shut up, Gil. Move on. Well, I, I did want to put this before we move on from Jezebel. Uh, I had been talking back and forth with a minister friend of mine about Jezebel specifically and uh, your question about how to deal, mm-hmm. how to deal mm-hmm. with her. Jezebel. If you go to the book of Second Kings, chapter 9, mm-hmm. it tells us that Jehu entered in at the gate. Mm. Uh, she said, had Zimri peace who slew his master, Second Kings 9.32 he lifted up his face to the window, said, who is on my side, who? And there looked out to him two or three eunuchs. Yeah. In chapter 9, verse 33, Jehu tells them, throw her down. Mm-hmm. So they threw her down, and some of her blood was sprinkled on the wall and on the horses, and he trod mm-hmm. under her, under the foot. Neither Obadiah, Elijah, or Jehu took care of Jezebel. It was the eunuchs. And what mm-hmm. were the eunuchs in, in that that context, this, the kings of Israel, Judah, imitated their powerful neighbors in employing eunuchs as yes. the guardians of the harem, mm. which are the keepers of the house. Okay, The prophet is not the one who deals with Jezebel. The house does. Mm. God mm. did not rebuke the preacher of Thyatira. He rebukes the church. Well, that's good. Of Thyatira. That's good. It wasn't the preacher's responsibility alone to have to deal with it. Yes. It's mm. the keepers of the house. That and we I work together, I, and I, I think that working together is so important because n- normally, you know, you've mentioned yeah. a Jezebel spirit in a pastor, but normally the Jezebel spirit's after the pastor. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. Right. it's after the pastor. It's, it's after, after the, the pastor. It's after mm-hmm. the the pastor and his exactly. wife. Yeah. You know, dealing with this Jezebel spirit is something that uh, we can learn again from Scripture. But I'm going to ask you a question because uh, both of you, yeah. I want to ask you a question because it always has has puzzled me. One of the, of course, we have the natural story and the natural character of Jezebel in the Old Testament that has a confrontation with Elijah. Yeah. yeah. And the Bible says that she sent messengers to tell him, I'm going to kill you. Yes. Why didn't she send assassins? Hmm. That is fantastic. Because her bark's worse than her bite. Yeah. It's because she wants to intimidate. She wants to intimidate. And discourage, man. I see that, and send so you right much. down the road, because if she really wanted to kill him, yeah, she'd have sent assassins, yeah, and not messengers. Not messengers. But the, but the thing of it is, the assassin, uh, the the messengers of Jezebel, are about intimidation, and to do your damage to shut you up. Yeah. Wow. You know, mm-hmm. if she had killed him, he'd been a martyr and a hero. But if she could make him run to the wilderness and hide well, and and yeah. throw a pity party and become, you know, I, I, in dealing with Jezebel, I have found there's a couple things that that story teaches you, and then I'll 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 give it to y'all to talk about is that exhaustion. Yes, exhaustion is the the spirit of Jezebel brings exhaustion. Yes, and so. But God comes along and said, uh, no, here's you something to eat. Yeah. Now go ahead and sleep again. 
and then here's you something to eat. But then also Jezebel's spirit brings a pity party to those that are suffering from it. Yes. And the Lord gets you under your gourd, <laughs> your tree, and says, what you do in here, throwing yourself a pity party. Then your gourd dies, and then you have no no shade. Yeah, you know your juniper tree. You have are your juniper tree rather, not your gourd. Yeah, yeah. The juniper tree is just a small tree that has enough shade for one person. Yes. But anyway, uh, what, what's your thoughts on on that part of the story with um, Jezebel spirit? With uh, I actually have have preached a message on uh, on that same story uh, when Elijah uh, took off to the wilderness after he had received that word. Uh, we find right before that happened, he was on Mount Carmel. He, he, yes. had, he had just uh, spoke 63 words <laughs> and fire <laughs> fall from heaven. Isn't that amazing? And, and then converted and the prophets. And then converted the prophets. Yes. Uh, he, he, he slew prophets of Jezebel. I yes. mean, it was, it was nothing short of a victory for the kingdom of God. Absolutely. It was revival on the mountain. Mm-hmm. Amen. To turn around and to be driven to Beersheba, which belongeth to Judah, Beersheba, if you go back to the book of Genesis, you find that it was the place Abraham and Abimelech had given uh, a place of oath, and it was uh, seven lambs, seven new lambs okay. that they gave. Beersheba literally means uh, a place or an altar of oath and uh-huh. a place of seven, which we know the number seven is the number of completion. Right, Elijah, you need to pay attention to the fact that Jezebel may, in your own mind, be driving you to pity. Yes. But look at where you're actually standing. You mm. are standing in a place of promise. Promise, yes. You're standing in a place of completion. Yes. That belongeth to Judah, which is praise. <laughs> yes. Look at where you're standing. Don't yeah. let Jezebel intimidate mm-hmm. you into pity yes. and into running away. Yes. Let it let it turn that, that place of pity into a place of praise mm-hmm. and walk in that promise. Walk in that completion. God's going to finish the work. But I, and what I need you to do is get up off of your lazy boy, get up off of the fear <laughs> and the pity, because I've got seven thousand that have not mm. bent the knee. You still Amen. got more work to do. Right. Don't let Jezebel hinder what I'm doing yeah. in the church. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let her run her mouth. I'll deal with her. But you keep moving. Amen. That's good. That's awesome. Well, and like you said, Jezebel, if she truly wanted Elijah out of the way, she would have sent the assassins to kill him. Yeah. But what she was afraid of is that the kingdom would revolt and kill mm-hmm. her. Mm. Yeah, because if she killed Elijah, then they would realize oh, who was yes. the woman that sent to kill Elijah. Yeah. yeah. So what she did is, well, what can I do to silence the voice of God? Yes. And silence the authority. Yeah. If I can scare wow. him into submission under my will, mm-hmm. then I don't have to worry about his voice anymore. Mm. I don't have to kill him as long yeah. as he won't talk. Yeah. And that's the whole thing that Jezebel's after is after the mouthpiece of God. Yes. That is that's truly doing the word of the Lord. Okay, let's look at the next uh, verse of Scripture and move along. Um, again, <laughs> thank you, everybody that is watching, uh, uh, listening rather to this. We're so glad that you're here, and uh, uh, we're we're delighted to have with us uh, evangelist Brent Vinson. We're so glad that he's mm-hmm. with. So yes. you hear um, David and I's voice, and uh, we're glad to have Brother Vinson with us as well. David, read verse twenty-one and twenty through twenty-three. All right. And I gave her space to repent of her fornication, speaking of Jezebel. Yes. And she repented not. Behold, I will cast her into a bed, and them that commit adultery with her into great tribulation, except they repent of their deeds, and I will kill her and her children with death. 
and mm. all the churches shall know that I am he which searches searcheth the reins and hearts, and I will give unto every one of you according to your works. Mm. That's yeah. So That's immediately judgment. immediately after when Jesus brings that revelation in verse twenty, mm-hmm. for the rest of that chapter, he hits Jezebel. Oh yeah. Hard. Yep. He does. Hard, hard. Yes. Which is needed. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> well I mean he brings the grindstone to yes, it. Yes, he does. He really is digging He's, at it deep. And, and and to me, you know, you see his mercy and grace right up front. I gave her space to repent. Yes. And when I when I look at this verses here that that you just read, David, and that goes back to Revelation chapter one, where the Lord says, I give them over mm-hmm. to what they want. Yes. Mm-hmm. Unseemly, right. not natural. I give them over to that. And so the wrath of God is literally allowing them to have what they want. Exactly. Wow. Well, and I've heard that argument when somebody say, how can an all-loving God send someone to hell? Hmm. Well, God never said he would send anybody no. except Satan to hell. Yeah. But what he does is you wanted separation from God yes. is what you wanted. Well, he'll grant you that. Separation. Yes. Separation from God. Yes. yes. And that's and, what he's doing to Jezebel. Yes. He says, I gave I'll, you give you, I'll get you what you want. You yes. want a bed? Mm-hmm. I'll give you a bed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and to me, that is what is so destructive about our world today is that uh, the Lord is saying, you want this, you can have it. But it's kind of like, I want this I want this load of garbage because inside that garbage, there's one gold nugget. <laughs> but God says, okay, you want that? Well, you get all the garbage, all the rats, mm-hmm. all the, all the uh, cockroaches, all yes. the malaria, all the other stuff that comes with it. Right. And so he knows is that if you want it, here's this and all the devils that come with well, it. Yeah, exactly. You've preached on it before. If you open yourself to that, you open the door to the garbage mm-hmm. to come in. You don't get to dictate the rats and cockroaches that come through no. the door. Mm-mm. You get all of it. You get all of it. And what I find interesting is that then he goes from, I gave her room to repent. She did not. Mm-hmm. So... I will cast her into a bed and them that commit adultery with her, with her. into yeah. great tribulation. Yeah. So then everybody that's under that influence, he says, except thou repent of their deeds. Yes. So he's also giving her ch- servants room, her yes. her manipulated people room. Her her entourage. Exactly. But then this is what really hit me is I will kill her children with death. Mm-hmm. So I wanted I wanted you guys to break that down okay. a little bit. So what the it said that Jezebel would pervert his servants. So then, are the perverted servants her children? Is that what he's speaking of? Well, I think that the perverted, uh, the perverted servants, and her produce the children. Yeah, and then whatever she produces, the Lord said, is destined for death. Mm. Whatever she produces mm. is destined for death. It's not like, you know, we, we think, uh, well, where's, where's the just God? I, I, he is saying, I will kill whatever yep. she produces. Yes. This union of, we could say, Jezebel and Ahab, this union of Jezebel and her right. entourage, this this union here is going to produce something, Yeah. but it's death. Right. You could but look uh, hi- historically, even uh, the, the message that I preached Saturday yeah. night, mm-hmm. the old weapons still work, um, Athaliah in scripture was the daughter of Ahab and Jezebel 
And when Ahaziah, her son, died, yeah. she then rose to power by killing all of her own grandchildren, yeah. murdering them as yeah. babies. Yeah. And uh, the 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 prince, or the soon-to-be king, the one that should have been on the throne, Joash, as a baby, was hid in the temple. And I, I, it just it blows my mind that that Jezebel will it will pass it will connect itself to a family it will connect itself from, yes even in the natural sense if if it's a mama or a daddy if it's not dealt with in the home if you yes. don't allow the pastor to deal mm. with that like God is saying here uh, Jesus spoke your children are going to die with that death yes. they are going to suffer the repercussions of what you have allowed, and it's yes. going to pass from generation to generation. That's so true. If you don't mm-hmm. cut it off. That is so true because like I've seen it. Even with uh, David and Bathsheba. Yeah. Whenever David committed adultery and that produced a child, well, he, David already killed Uriah yeah. by mm-hmm. sending him to the front lines. And we could even go back and say David wasn't where he should have been in the first nope, place. He, he should have been to be on in the battlefield, battlefield yep. yeah. as the king. But no, he did exactly what his predecessor did and was not in the battle where he should have been like Saul was. Whenever he was facing Goliath, Saul should have been the one to fight the battle, but he didn't. But that's another thing. Wow. But So David is sitting there, and then he sees Bathsheba, well, then commits adultery with her. So what happens? What was produced? God killed. Yeah. Yeah. Just like this, just like with Jezebel, whatever is produced out of perversion and adultery is producing, but it's producing death. Yes. It, it, and if I can be so uh, straightforward about this, is that a same-sex marriage produces death. Yes, right. it does. Because it nothing death. is produced. Nothing. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. it, well, and, and then it'll end. Yeah. It'll end. And so that produced nothing but death. And as a matter of fact, in Romans chapter 1, where he says they are worthy of death, He's not talking about the first death. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's talking about the, the death, second death. Yeah, the mm-hmm. death that they choose. The, the death of, of you know, being cast in the lake of fire yep. that died the second death. That yes. was stand before the white throne judgment. But um, it, I just think that, that, that the idea of passing this on, the generational passing it on, is that if Jezebel... Gain that spirit because of a father moon. Abuse yes. is always passed on oh, until yeah. somebody says, "Enough, mm-hmm. enough." It's yep. I'm the last one. There's exactly. no more abuse going to flow, and so uh, she passes that that abuse right. on. Well, and another thing to worry about, and you were hitting at it with your message there on Saturday, especially what Ahab and Jezebel produced was more perversion yep. and more, more wickedness. And more wickedness. Jezebel will always produce after herself. Yes. And that's why I believe that's why they wrote that in Revelation, that it was her children with death, mm-hmm. because yeah. then Jezebel has produced that, yeah. and it will receive more and more wickedness. All right, let's go on to verse 24. Um He's speaking, continues speaking about the issue of Thyatira. And remember, he's writing to the pastor. Yes. Mm-hmm. So evidently the Jezebel spirit was not the pastor. I, I tend to believe it was a literal woman. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's 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 fair. That's very uh, fair. But it was manifested in that, that spirit. But he said in verse 24, but unto you, the pastor, yes. I say, and unto the rest in Thyatira, to the rest of the church, as many as have not this doctrine. Mm. Isn't that an interesting word to talk mm-hmm. about what Jezebel's teaching? It is. He's talking about the teaching of Jezebel and which have not known the depths of Satan. Mm. Goodness. That's Jezebel's teaching. Goodness. Man, that's... The depths of Satan as they speak. 
I will put upon you none other burden. Wow. But that which you have already hold fast till I come. What is he saying? Everything that you've done. Now, this to me blows my mind. Everything that he commended them for, he's saying, you're on the right path. I'm not going to put anything else on you because you have not connected yourself to that Jezebel spirit. Wow. That's what I see there. Any thoughts? No, that's... I think that that's fair. I, right. I think I think what shocks me the most, I've read this and you read through all the letters to the churches, but stopping right there about Jezebel and her doctrine mm-hmm. and the depth of the doctrine Satan. that is rooted in Satan. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. It is. <laughs> what, it exactly is. What, 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 what is the what was Satan's fall? Oh, rebellion, wow. rebellion, pride, Lord, pride mercy. and rebellion. It was the self promotion. Oh, hello. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, my. Lord. Well, uh, let, let, let's go on to the, the next uh, verse, uh, 26 through, through 29. Uh, David, would you read that? Yeah. So now we're getting into the happier part of this. The promise. Yes. Yeah. The promise. And so, uh, verse 26, And he that overcometh and keepeth my works unto the end, to him will I give power over the nations, mm. and he shall... Rule them with a rod of iron, as the vessels of a potter shall they be broken to shivers, even as I receive of my father, and I will give him the morning star. He that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the churches. Wow. What a promise. Right. A promise. And, and when you begin to see what's the very first thing he talks about? Power. Yep. Mm-hmm. Power. Power to the nations, rule, authority. The rod of iron and dominion, and, and, dominion and power. Man. That is what Jezebel wants. Yes, that is what she wants. But he says to those that will overcome, this is what you get. Oh, well, praise and, God. Okay, so this is just how I think. So verse 28, and I will give him the morning star. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's the verse of 28. What was Lucifer known as? Morning star. The morning star. So he's saying, if you can overcome Jezebel to the end, notice how every time Jesus gives the promise, yeah, it says you have to fulfill it to the end to receive yeah. this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But he said, if you fulfill this to the end, what Satan left behind, I'm going to give to every single one of you. What Satan tr- mm-hmm. fulfilled in heaven before he rebelled against me, I will bestow that upon you. Mm. The authority that Satan foregoed when he rebelled, I'm going to give you that authority mm-hmm. at the end. Mm. That's so powerful. It, it is, is powerful. And, and to me, I think it's a little bit of humorous. Absolutely. A little bit of humorous because he created man lower than the angels. Yes. Right. What is man? What it, it, Man is just, mm-hmm. you know, yep. angels are uh, in the spectrum of the spiritual realm are, are above us. and But what Satan couldn't do. God said, I'm going to get a lowly being called man. I'm going to mm-hmm. create him, yep. and he's going to do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> in your face, take your devil. Pl- <laughs> exactly. 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 In your face. And what a slap to Jezebel that is, yes. who yes. seeks power and authority. Yes. And she seeks the morning yes. stars. That's what she seeks, but she'll never you, be able to achieve you, that. You know what I've watched over the years? I'm so thankful and blessed and humbled uh, to be serving under the authority uh, of my bishop. Yes. One of the most meek and humble men you'll ever want. My Lord. But 
He walks in a dimension mm-hmm. in an apostolic apostleship gifting that Jezebel wants. Oh yeah, but can't have. Yeah, <laughs> but because of his his submission to the Lord and authority, he never promotes it. No, nope. he never brags about it. Nope. You know, uh, that's what keeps the authority available. Yes, is because mm-hmm. of the yeah. humility and because of Absolutely. the meekness. Moses, you have to always be meek. That yes, is, that mm-hmm. is it. That's the and, only way. And and the word meek in the Greek means. Uh, power under control. Mm. God. That's yeah. what the word meek means. <laughs> power under control. And, uh, you know, the problem, the problem of tolerating Jezebel is an opportunity for them to learn and exercise authority of the Son of God in preparation for much, much greater and wonderful role. The problem of tolerating it. The problem is that God has a greater place for us. Yes, we tolerate it. We can't go there. Yeah. It's so simple. It's that simple. Is that if we tolerate it in our own life, manipulation, dear Lord, help us not to be a manipulating church oh, from Lord. the worship to the preaching mm-hmm. to the altar, not be a manipulating church, but a church of the flow of the Holy Ghost. Right. And I think this is where we mess up a lot of times where we we talk about service flow like it's something we can control. No, nope. I don't right. want to. Uh, right. I don't want to. And I believe, I believe with all my heart of being organized and not having a lot of lollygagging. Yes. Well, Scripture a lot of, says to I, do things in order. Yes. yes. But sometimes we order. worship order over God. Yeah. Yes. Because as man, that we... It goes wa- back to style. Exactly. Yeah. We worship style. Exactly. Yeah. You know... My God, we got to have three songs in a worship service, then offering, <laughs> and then one more song, and then preaching. That's yes, the way. That's if the way anything it is. changes, that's we might sprinkle a choir in there once in a while. My goodness, that's the way the apostles had church. <laughs> Good well, Lord. And, they, and the King James Version. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, and that, that, that was what I said. I believe it was, uh, it, it may have been uh, Tuesday night in service. We, we want to bring that prepared sacrifice. We yeah. want to know that we have... We've plugged in, and yes. that we have we've given our due diligence on a perfect sacrifice as much yes. as possible, but with the intention as well that God at any moment can take over, and we'll throw Absolutely. style, we'll throw trim, everything, we'll throw all of it out the window so that we yes. can operate in that authority mm-hmm. rather well, than ours. It is my opinion if the goal is the operation of the Holy Spirit, then the more you prepare, the more you plan, the more you. I believe that especially like in worship, the practice ought to be as spiritual yes. as the service. Oh, yes. Because mm-hmm. learning how to follow the leading of the Lord is a premium. and But the the more you prepare, the more you plan, the more you are organized, the freer you can be oh, yeah. to let the Holy Ghost move. That's right. Absolutely. That's see, right. Uh, but if it's about control, oh, man. it's about manipulation, mm-hmm. and we got to be out of here at a certain time, and we got to do this at a certain time. In there. And, 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 and the thing of it is, is that I, sadly, I think we, 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 we want to rush our services so quickly. Yes. Get to our point, do it this way and be done. And the Lord just standing there waiting to, uh, uh, yeah. can I I'd like to move. Yes. We have but got if you don't to, give me a moment. I, I prayed that the other day and the Lord, I believe the Lord spoke to me. We, we have got in this generation to learn to linger. Yes. We have to. Yes. The greatest the greatest yeah. moves, the greatest blessings, outpourings, 
the greatest anointings that we can tap into right now are not going to happen in the first hour and a half of service where we do everything that yeah. we robotically have tuned yeah. ourselves to do. Yeah. It's going to be in that 30 to 45 minutes or an hour after all that robotics yeah. that we press into unknown places yeah. and we learn to linger in that. That's good. God is going to release things. And honestly, I believe that Jezebel cannot survive in that. Oh, absolutely. She, It'll run. she thrives in this, the beginning yes. she section. The she loves the order because she yeah. can manipulate that. Yes. Mm-hmm. But when the control is out of our hands yes. and in the mm-hmm. hands of God, and yes. he begins to unlock things, she can't survive mm. there. Because well, she has no authority. Nope. There, there's a whole lot more that we can unpack oh, about yes. this, this, this whole Thyatira <clears throat> church uh, letter. But it, it, is, it is our desire to just uh, hopefully give people some kingdom strategies. And uh, thank you so very much, yeah, thank yes, you so uh, Brother much. Vincent, for being with us. I have enjoyed this. And uh, we thank you for discussing uh, the Church of Thyatira with mm-hmm. us. we got to get you back. Absolutely. Amen. Back to the Kingdom Link podcast. Mm-hmm. Also back Let's to MPC. It. Oh, yeah. It'll and happen. Again, yeah. Thank you so much to all of our listeners. Again, please like, share, subscribe. Uh, leave us a review. We want to get this out to as many people as possible. Thank you again, Brother yes. Vincent, for oh, yes. joining us. It's been our honor because here at Kingdom Link, we believe that leadership only matters if it's passed on. So pass it on today. We'll pass it on. Pass it on. Pass it on.